The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! The David Spoon Experience. Oh my, my name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. Let me explain to you how real that is. For the first time in 10 years, I don't have any of my notes from my bag or from my study. So when I say we don't know what we're doing, you have to take that not as a grain of salt, but as an absolute kernel of truth. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. Eh, you know what? We don't care. You don't care. Uh, this is the bottom line to the entire show. This is going to be a bizarre experience. It's more bizarre than normal on our live radio. But here's the key. I just want to talk faith. With you, So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, right? Is God more absent or apparent during the holiday season for us? Ooh, is God more absent or apparent during the holiday season for you and I? Here we go. There's a bunch of things I want to share with you, a bunch of things I want to talk to you about it. But if you want to reach out to us, we want you to. We want you to reach out to us because we love to hear from you. In fact, when we hear from you guys, it blesses us. So if you want to be a blessing, this is a great way to do it. All you got to do is call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, the most amazing thing will take place because you will end up talking to Dynamite D. You got the number, right? Because you are talking to kid a dynamite! Dynamite! That's right. Talking to Dynamite D is like that new car smell without the new car price. Great. Is that great? <laughs> or what? Uh, that's the bottom line. Also, you can text us live during the show. Why? Because we're that weird. I'm just going to be a little slower on the texting because I have to bop between the clock and the text on my phone. Isn't Dave, this? they don't understand. You left your, your bag, your my, material. My computer, in essence, like my the show. everything. So we're like freestyling this, y'all. Enjoy this form of radio. Enjoy it. This is fun. We're having a great time. Bottom line, you can text us during the show. That text number, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214 210 
Yep, you can still do it that way as well. Plus, you can send us an email during the show, david at he must increase.org. That's david at he must increase.org, not anti disestablishmentarianism at Gmail because we're trying to get hold of David Spoon on his radio show. None of that. Just david at he must increase.org. We're going to send you up to the website because we always do this. We're going to come back and talk to you about our little sound effects and goofy stuff because I didn't forget that. I'm just putting it somewhere else this time. Bottom line is on the website is an opportunity to give and we encourage you to do so we're not going to put any kind of guilt on you if you give before the end of the year great you get to deduct it before the end of the year if you give january 1st great you get to deduct it a year from now that doesn't matter to us what we really want you to do is partner with us pray with us stand with us that's the most important thing and i do want to remind people that this coming Monday will be a replay, although a pretty good one, I will say. So please check out the website by going to he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. That was it? That was the whole sound effect? That was the whole enchilada. You know what's bad about that is this is the time where you need the sound effect to go a little longer. You need it very long. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Anyhow, let's get let's get into what we're getting into. I do want to give some people some updates. I love you guys. You guys know that. A couple things to be aware of. Please keep praying for the audience. Very, very important. We have people that have needs. I pray for them on a regular basis. Some I can share, some I can't. So what I need is other people praying. We need as many people praying as is possible. So we can be that united group that we're supposed to be. I understand there's denominational differences. I just have a difference of opinion that that's a problem. I don't see it as a problem. As long as we stay united in the Father, we have one heavenly Father, through the Son, we're blood relatives, and we all drink one of one Holy Spirit. As long as we can stay united that way, you're going to hear me talking about that in just a minute. But the truth of the matter is I need you to be able to pray for others. And sometimes you get to get the inside information. Sometimes you don't. You know who knows all that information? God. He knows exactly what's going on. So when we're praying, when you're praying for people, it's not a requirement for you to know every nuance. Whoever taught that, well, I won't say what should happen to them, but let's just move on. The bottom line is praying for people, bring it before the Lord, petitioning the Lord, gets responses, gets answers. There's examples throughout the entire Old and New Testament, so let's keep it simple. And what we're looking for is ministry partners to pray for people who are in the audience, who call, or people who are just listening. Every day I pray for people that are listening to this audience that the Lord would reach into their hearts, encourage them, strengthen them. There's no reason for anybody not to be able to do that. That's something that we do put upon one another, okay? Now, before we get going in the first teaching, we do have somebody who's calling in, and uh, they might be calling in to tell us what the actual recipe is for apple pie and ice cream, but maybe not. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Dun, dun, dun. Hey, David. This is Eric. Hey, Eric. How are you, brother? I'm doing just fine here. I guess this is Bizarre uh, Thursday, huh? Uh, it's Bizarre Thursday if it's Wednesday. <laughs> oh, it's Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. Okay. It's, 
See how bizarre it is? Yeah, that would really be bizarre if it was Thursday on Wednesday, although I don't put anything past anybody anymore. So, yeah, I can buy that. <laughs> hey, um, I was um, – I. I've been uh, trying to study the book of John, and um, I um, I got to chapter 6, and that's a bizarre chapter to me. That is, it goes from, he had 5,000 people um, following him and seeking him and chasing after him, where he had to leave and go to the other side of the lake, and and then all of a sudden it goes to, he starts talking about he's the the bread of life, the bread from heaven, and and how things are that uh, you must eat his eat his flesh and eat his blood, drink his blood, uh-huh. and and he loses everybody. Yep. And they were willing to make him a king at the beginning of the chapter, and at the close to the end of the chapter, he's down to his last twelve disciples. And I was just wondering why that just seems so bizarre <laughs> that that happened so quickly. Well, and I was wondering, and I, I, I maybe this isn't the time to talk about that. But no, it's just, a great time. It's a great time to talk you're, about it. You're you're talking about bizarre how things are happening to you. I figured, well, I'll just throw this in there because this is what I'm studying. And I was going to ask you if you have. If you can expound upon that. Yeah, or, yeah uh, absolutely. And it, it, when I expound, it's, my answer is not going to be the only answer, but I'm going to give you the answer as I read it and as I look at it and see what's going on. And uh, it's a pretty important principle. So actually what you brought up is Jesus met all their needs, and they were like, oh, this guy's the greatest. We love this guy. And then Jesus goes, all right, well, if you're going to follow me, you're going to have to go super deep in. I'm not just covering – I'm just not doing uh, a covering for you. You have to commit to me. And that's when people go, well, wait a minute. I I like getting the free meal, but what are you trying to tell me? Now we got to go into this deeper, more profound commitment? No, I just want to get. I just want to receive. And that weeds out the sheep and the goat because there's many people that confess that Jesus is the greatest guy in the world, but the second it's required for them to take a step into the kingdom, they're like, no way. And so when you have the sower of the seed taking place, you'll notice that the first seed that's dropped in, the enemy snatches the seed away and they have nothing there. Those people are not saved, even though they're hearing the word. How they're hearing the word, that's up for, for debate. But the point is, as soon as the Lord requires people to move forward towards him, then there's a cost involved. And that's why Jesus said, you got to count the cost. Because you're coming into me, I'll be glad to feed you. I'll be glad to take care of you. But you're going to have to end up being less of you and more towards me. And people hate that. They don't like that because they lose control. They lose their own you know, their own God-likeness. And that's where you go. And what's amazing is... Boy, give them physical food, he's the king. Require them to eat spiritual food, no thank you. That's the difference I, between those two. Keep going. Keep I, 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 I kind of understand that, but I, it's just like these these poor people, they didn't have the Holy Spirit to tell them what was, what was to help them out with this 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 hard teaching that he was teaching them about the the bread and the blood and the 
the wine or the his 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 body of eating it and all that. And it's like you you have you have to have something more than just just those words because that is a, really a hard teaching. And it's almost like he was he was uh, like you said weeding them out, but still it it was such. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. That the Holy Spirit wasn't there yet. Well, here's the I, thing. Here's the thing about that. Okay, so this will maybe this will help in the theology. The Holy Spirit's there in the words of Jesus. Okay, in other words, the Holy okay. Spirit's not living in their lives the way He lives in our lives now because He wasn't poured out because Jesus wasn't glorified. But when Jesus speaks, those words are. Holy Spirit filled because Jesus is first of all born of the Holy Spirit. His ministry is led by the Holy Spirit, and he's full of the Holy Spirit. So when he's speaking, he's speaking from the Father. You know, it's through the Son. It's by the power of the Spirit that's still taking place. And these people are hearing this. And this, I'm going to say something. It's going to be some people aren't going to like this. Okay, I'm not trying to offend anybody, of course. But Jesus said when he was explaining things to the disciples in private, he said, I speak to them in parables so that they can hear it, but they'll never get it. And I speak to you plainly because you've been chosen. In other words, there's some people that will never be able to say, God never did anything for me. That would be an absolute falsehood, but they don't want to go to that next level or are not willing to. And it's not that the Holy Spirit's not prompting them. It's that they're still in the... No, I think I would rather eat the fruit and be God myself position than the surrender position. So every one of those people, and it's not its not an absolute where nobody would follow him you know, from that point on, but a majority of people fell off because that saying required a willingness to go deeper and to explore, and Jesus was not pulling it back. He wasn't holding back from them, telling them, this is what it's going to take. This is what it's going to require. You're going to have to count the cost, and they didn't want to count a cost. They just That's the people that want fire insurance, and I'd say that in the nicest way. They want to be saved because they don't want to go to hell. They just don't want to do anything else, and it's like, well, that's not going to work. That's not going to work because that's not how the kingdom operates. And so there's yeah. the, there's the, it's yeah. a it's a tough to, and you you sit there and you think, well, I mean, why why did he have to say that then? Well, I guess when we get to heaven, you can ask the Father why was that placed. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, why did you have him say it right then and there? But there was a purpose. There's a purpose to Jesus distinguishing. It's so funny you bring that up because I'm in my devotions, and one of the biggest things about the my devotional time in Exodus uh, eight, nine, and ten is the distinguishment that God makes between Israel and the Egyptians. And it's just like he just blasts Egypt to pieces but protects Goshen every time. And he says, I do this to make a distinction. And that's a, that's part of it. God is making a declaration. These people are mine. And people that won't follow, they're not his. Yeah, I just I think that's amazing. He, to get to me, he, he went through the Jews and, and the Israelites— so he could teach me. But, but that's, uh, he that's looked, incredible. He looked at you in in a way that you and I could never look at ourselves, and he said, "I want to spend eternity with Eric, and there is nobody and nothing that's going to stop that." And he went forward and 
seized you. And so I, you know, I, I think about uh, some of the pastors I love, like Pastor Morris. I love Pastor Morris. He's a great guy. And him and I have like 98% the same theology. He has a harder time when it talks about, you know, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He thinks it's up to everybody. They have to make the decision. I think it is up to everybody. They have to make the decision. The only difference is that God knows what they're going to choose. And so I think there's a divine perspective, and then there's the human perspective. And God looked at you and said, mine. And you went, yes, I'm in. I'm in all the way. And every moment you have that you understand that he drew you in, that's another moment that glorifies God. Yeah. Thank you, David. That's uh, that's. Uh, I appreciate you explaining all that to me. Uh, it's uh, a lot to absorb, and it and, uh, it, it helps to hear it from different uh, different people. Yeah, well, you appreciate you're, it. You're and you're a great brother. Besides the fact that you're just a blessing as a brother, the Lord has He's tagged you. You know, you're marked. You know how they grab the fish or the whatever the the dolphins, and then they tag them. You're tagged. He follows. He knows everywhere you're going. He knows every every little area you go into. He knows what's going on, and he loves you. Well, thank you, David. You're welcome, brother. You are more Um, than welcome. I love you. You know that. uh, Bless you, man. Bless you too, bro. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We'll take our break. Yes, this is this kind of show. This is what we're going to do. Who cares? Right? You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Christian station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This is from our good friend, Pastor Ray. He wrote this uh, wonderful devotional called When Grace is Tangible. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. That's John chapter 1, verse 14. There is more to grace than I ever imagined. Now, I'm going to stop you right there. So I was praying, uh, this is in the last month, and I even wrote it down in my little journal, how I believe the Lord had communicated to me personally that I do not understand the depth of God's grace. So then this devotion comes. I'm like, oh, I, I just know the Lord's trying to teach me more. All right, let me back it up to what Ray says. There is more uh, to grace than I ever imagined. We sing of amazing grace with the hope and longing that uh, inspires people of all faiths and walks of life. Theologically, grace is defined as unmerited favor, a good, sound concept. But there is something more tangible about grace, something we can picture in our minds. God once told Moses, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Grace, as I discovered in the Hebrew language, is more than a favor granted in spite of our failings. When God says he will be gracious to whomever he chooses, he uses the word chanan, which adds a new layer of our understanding, because chanan means to show favor, mercy, to bend or to stoop in kindness. God is not only granting favor and mercy, but the word picture is of him bending down to us in kindness, like a father getting down on his knees to embrace his children. There's even more to this picture. The root of the word Hanan means to pitch a tent, to encamp, to abide, to dwell, to rest. There is more than God granting favor. He wants to dwell with us, to camp out with us. 
The God who is so very beyond us, not of this world, desires for his glory to abide with us and in us. God will be gracious to whomever he chooses, and he will come and live with them and dwell with them and camp out with them, whomever he chooses. And when it makes no sense to anybody else, it doesn't matter, even if it doesn't meet our standard of approval. The Almighty Lord desires to dwell with us, not just rule over us, certainly not to start a religion, but to love us and live with us in a tangible, real way, to show us the way, the truth, and the life. The ultimate experience of God bending down, listen to this, the ultimate experience of God bending down, stooping down to the ground to dwell amongst us is the incarnation of Jesus Christ. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Christian station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the Christian station here in Texas, where I've mentioned before I didn't bring my bag. First time in 10 years, okay? So I have none of my notes, none of my stuff. Everything we're doing, we're winging, okay? Take the dice, throw it on there. Let's see what they come up, okay? <laughs> That's kind of what we're doing. And then Eric called it, and with a fantastic question. I got a message for That when you're reading scripture and you come across stuff like that, you should ask. You should pursue. You should make it a passion. Like, why is that happening? What did happen? You're going to find out there's 20 different uh, opinions on it, but one of them is going to resonate with you, and you're going to go, yeah, that's it. That makes sense, so on and so forth. But I love that he started it that way. And then Joanne, who's uh, – I assume is Joanne is on the phone. Is that correct? So Joanne texted me. Now, just listen to this. Listen to how it's going because we have nothing to do with this. She texts me saying, I want to call in regarding Ray. We go to the break. I have nothing to do with the, the sounds that have to do with Ray or any of the fills. I have zero to do with any of them. And what's the play but one from Pastor Ray? Like, okay. Let's just follow the bouncing ball. Send her on through. Knock, knock. This is David. How you doing? Hi. Yeah, I'm oh, doing great. Dr. David, you do not need any notes today. <laughs> we're going to wing it. Yeah, that, that is so true. I've been wanting to call in about Ray Bentley because he is such a blessing. You had recommended his book on this day, devotional, a few years ago when Cordelia, my twin, and I started listening. And we love to read that during our devotions. And the other day, after our devotional time, I decided just to go to the Ray Bentley podcast. We do that every once in a while. He is so tremendous, even though he's been in heaven since uh, January 4th of this year, is what I recall. But anyway, we just love thinking about him being in heaven. Well, uh, we got the uh, November 22nd podcast with an interview of uh, his wife was Vicki Bentley, and she was telling how she helped um, finish a book that he had been working on. It's called The Final Witness, and it's a prophecy-type book, it, and, and I actually got it for Cordelia for Christmas, and she's loving it. She says it's tremendous. So here's a book by Ray Bentley. Even though he's in heaven, we get to enjoy what he wrote, and then his dear wife finished it up. And in that podcast, and I'm just encouraging people, if they 
do podcasts, if they'll just check out the November 22nd episode, he talks about what happened shortly before he went to be with Jesus, what he said. It is just so thrilling. So um, thank you so much for introducing Ray Bentley. And, you know, even though he's in heaven, his work is being continued. So bless you, Dr. David, for sharing such a treasure with us. And you're a treasure, too. We love you all. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's so nice, you guys. You're a great, great blessing, and we appreciate you very much. Thanks. Very, thank very you. great. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Great phone call. And so let me let me explain to you that, that Ray, you guys, it's hard to explain this in a way that this will make sense, and I'll have a few minutes to try. But Ray was one of my friends. It's, it's hard to be um, – I don't want to say that it's hard to be my friend. That's not what I was really trying to go for. But he was just – he was just really – him and I just connected on like – spiritual planes like really fast i mean him and i have the same background we have all the stuff happening all this weird stuff and so we just became fast fast friends in his ministry i think he's one of the best old testament teachers ever that's just my opinion i'm not saying he's the scholar he's just his great insight and uh, some of his material, Pastor Ray Bentley, you just want to go in there. So uh, what Cordelia and Joanne were talking about is he's got podcasts that they play and they replay and they re- are sending out his devotions, I think, throughout the rest of this year. The November 22nd one is one to listen to. That'll be a blessing for you. We don't get anything for it. We don't. There's nothing. We're not even interested. What we're interested in is people drawing closer to the Lord. Okay? We're interested in the eternal work. You want to hear something just amazing that while I was sitting here kind of came to my mind so ray bless his heart i love him i'm mad at him because he's not here (laughs) but he's he's a lot better off because he's with the lord right which he's probably laughing right now but the idea behind that is that his even though he's not here on earth with us his his work the anointing of his work it keeps going and if you want a great devotional, you know, This Day by Ray Bentley is just fantastic. It's a fantastic, fantastic devotional. But let me explain something to you that, that will surprise some of you. I'm going to say something that, that might surprise you. You are a work, a masterpiece from God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, 9, and 10, although we all usually stick around 8 and 9 for, you know, by grace you're saved kind of thing. Uh, but it says that we are the workmanship of God, okay? And that's what it says in verse 10. And that word workmanship is masterpiece. That's what it means. And you are a masterpiece from God. And here's something for you and I to just really hold our hearts into, and that is you— you, me too, me too, are an eternal crafting masterpiece from the best artist ever. And the things he does to you and through you will have ramifications beyond you. That's what happens when you engage with God, that the ramifications, they surpass you. And he uses those to bless people beyond you. You're a masterpiece from the master. Isn't that cool? So if you get a chance, check it out. Pastor Ray Bentley, he's got both devotional and he's got podcasts. And if you need information to get there, just let me know. I'll be glad to get it to you. Great phone calls both from Eric and from Joy Ann and Cordelia. We love you guys. Take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Christian station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? 
Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. What is the David Spoon Experience? You get into the Word of God and something's going to happen that will blow your mind. Ready? The law of the Lord is perfect, Psalm 119.7 says, able to restore the soul. And I've been in I've been doing this for a long time, and in my 42 and a half years of devotions and in my diligent devotion time, I kind of separate that between the two. I cannot tell you. It must be thousands of times where my attitude has been, and then I went into the Word of God, and I came out different. It wasn't anything that I did as much as God speaking into me what he knows about his creation. And so I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you, even if you've been a Christian for 50 years, for 60 years, nay, for 70 years, like the Apostle John was on the island of Patmos, be in the word of God. It is alive. And it will give life and impart life to you through God's spirit. People come and they read the Word of God, and they're like, well, I get nothing out of it. Well, they don't mix it with faith. And the Word of God, the promises of God not mixed with faith are useless because you have to be engaged with God and know he's going to speak. And people are like, well, that's a, that's a lot of requirement for me to get in there and read the Word of God. You want me actually to believe that God's going to speak to me? Yes, because he will and if you don't, you won't hear them. So when you open up that book, take 30 seconds, more than you ever have before, and say, just in this moment, just at this time, tune me in, Lord. Help me to hear what you have to say. Speak to me and let your word breathe life into me. 770 KAAM, Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth.